D'Angelo De Niro, you are on your way to a matchup right now against Orlando Jordan, who is making his in-ring debut tonight. How are you feeling about it? Hope's feeling real good about this matchup tonight because he's been in the back studying whooping from front to back. I'm talking about video after video. I'm talking jumping jack flash. We're talking color purple. Pope's talking Sussack one and two. And more importantly, ghost. Show. Thanks a lot for joining us. My name is Joey. And my name is Chris. How you doing, Chris? I'm good. How are you, Joey? Still reeling from impact this week. Yes. Still recovering. It was anywhere from thumbs in the middle to the thumb could not go any lower. <laughs> and that goes for everybody. Yeah. Even for that particular week, which was last week. Yes. Or I guess a week and a half ago or whatever, that would be Ring of Honor, too, because... I'm watching Ring of Honor now. Oh, yeah. It was almost two weeks ago now. Yeah, so on a weekly basis, I am now watching Ring of Honor. Which we're we're going to review three Ring of Honor shows today on the show as well. We've got some great listener emails. So, you know, despite this uh, kind of semi-piss-poor week of wrestling, uh, I think we have a good show in store for you. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to try. Yeah, so... (laughs) TNA Impact. Yeah, not... It. I mean, it was bookended with garbage and filled with crap. So it was just a bad, horrible show. Yeah. Now, since we've done our last show, they did a show before. You know, they had a show prior to this one we're going to talk about. Yeah. And the one shining spot of it is that there was the debut of a new tag team called Generation Me. Yes. Which the artists formerly known as the Young Bucks. Yes, which is really good, versus the Motor City Machine Guns, which, of course, that's going to be awesome, and it was. It was uh, the match of the week. By the way, we're going to bring back match of the week. I know I've been threatening to do that for a while, but we're bringing back match of the week. So officially for that week, that was match of the week. Okay. It was great tag team match. Some moves I've never seen, so... Yay for them. Um, not in that particular order or <laughs> yeah. package, yeah. There you go. That's a good way to explain it, because yeah. these are the kind of moves you can't really describe. You just have to see them. So, yeah. yeah, so they did that. But then the week after that, wow. Yeah, like like I said, the crap sandwich with uh, 
Well, okay, let's just start at the beginning. Yeah, we have to. We kind of have to do a semi recap of Genesis before we, you know, as we talk. Do about. we? Well, I mean, it, it, because they apparently don't think that you do because they show the same matches the next night. They show clips and they. Sh- they well, no, they do the same matches yeah. the next night. AJ versus Angle, we got that again. Three rematches, yeah. right? Was and it like the three uh, well, and the tag team title match, we got yeah. that again. I think that was it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so AJ Styles retains the title at Genesis via help, cheating help yeah. of Ric Flair. Yeah. So now AJ is a, a heel and flares his, yeah. you know, sidekick or something. Yeah. I don't know. And he's AJ, not a manager. He's just kind of AJ styling and profiling. <laughs> AJ styling and profiling. Let's just say after Flair was talking about, yes, this really happened. After not really happened, but Flair came in the ring before Styles came out and did a promo about how he had sex a, a one night stand with Dixie Carter. He didn't come out and outright say it. <laughs> Like in those words at all, so I think he was using euphemisms and just for the meeting that they had had. Right. But I mean, of course, that's what he was alluding to. Yeah. And after Flair uttered the legend, now legendary word "zingo." <laughs> oh, I laughed for hours. <laughs> and he obviously just said it on the fly. I was like, and then "zingo." It's like our eyes met, and then he points to his own eyes and goes "zingo." Yeah, which is the attraction that him and his lady friend had yes. during this supposed story. His, his southern bell. Yes. So after that, after "zingo," it was all downhill. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. We just should have just turned it off. <laughs> we could have saved ourselves a lot of grief, and we would have went home laughing. I still want Jay Lethal to come out and start saying "zingo" from now on. <laughs> yeah, someone's got to take it up. <laughs> it was the week of weird one-liners. <laughs> Sort of, yeah, just nonsensical one-liners. Nonsensical, which I'm sure you'll hear during the course of this show. <laughs> so they, they, okay. Ever since this whole Hogan thing, I, I hope we don't sound like broken records here, but this whole we're going to revolutionize the business, we're going to change. We the are business. not rewriting history. We are not rewriting history because even re- sorry, recreating history. Recreating history. Because if you were rewriting it, you would actually be doing a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> this is not a good thing. No. So they've had this whole thing with um, the band, mm-hmm. which is the NWO, basically. They're not recreating history, though. That that no. the logo does not look like the old NWO logo. No. Their not... music is not a cheap ripoff of the old NWO music. No. It's not the same thing. No, it's not at all. They're not going to get sued by WWE. Yeah, and <laughs> I like that. Uh, and and Taz kept saying, calling a uh, six Pac X Pac about yeah. six different <laughs> on times. Genesis. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> so they do, they're doing this thing, and of course the big deal is Hogan fires uh, Hall, and, and even Hall. though they were never hired in the first place, right? He says to get out of the building. Yeah. Even though they were never officially, they don't have contracts, they weren't part of the thing, but they were billed to be on Genesis, on the card, in sanctioned matches by TNA, but they're not a part of the company. Well, apparently Waltman was not scheduled to wrestle that night, but Hall pulls out because what, you know, supposedly, this is not making five rumors in five five minutes, even though there will be that this week. Apparently Hall um, started to get ready for his match, teaming with... Kevin Nash mm-hmm. against uh, Beer Money. Yep. And Hall took a look at himself and said, I'm not ready to go out there. Should have just taken a, taken a look at the graphic. He looked terrible in that <laughs> yeah. graphic they had like yeah. for the build-up the week before. Yeah. So they come up with this ridiculous storyline that Wallman wants to get in on this somehow, so they play rock, paper, scissors backstage. And yeah. 
and Waltman winds up getting to team with mm-hmm. Nash or yeah Kevin Nash yeah. instead, and which I guess at this point is the better wrestling option. Yeah. But yeah, it just it was apparently it was a backstage train wreck so much so that apparently they had Eric Young ready to go just in case. It should have been Eric Young. <laughs> I know, man. Which would have been great. That would have been yeah. full circle, wouldn't it? Yep. Because then Eric Young could have gotten yet another pay per view slot over Hall fucking up. Yep. <laughs> well, that would have been great. <laughs> Uh, what a weird way to base your career, yeah. <laughs> Scott Hall. So, how did you get in this position? Well, Scott Hall kept screwing up. <laughs> I love that guy. I send him Christmas cards and flowers every year. <laughs> and a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gift certificate to the <laughs> liquor store yeah. down the street. <laughs> Find out where he lives. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Well, Hall and Waltman are gone, but they probably aren't. Cause they probably aren't. They did a thing, a storyline where Nash is like, "I'll, I'll talk to Hulk. I'll smooth this over." And blah blah blah. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Okay, I'm gonna mention this because apparently Lance Storm and I are on like the same wavelength, like brain wise. Yes. Because everything that he said in his latest blog, he actually watched last week's TNA, and he did a blog about it. And everything that he said is exactly what I was thinking and some of the things that I actually said when we were watching the show. But one of the things that he mentioned was how many times, how many different people in TNA right now are doing the same angle of, do I have a job? What's my job? Am I still under contract? Um, Pac and uh, Hall, they're like, they don't have a job, but they're still there, but now they're fired even though they never had a contract. Um, Bobby Lashley... Uh, yeah, he's under review. Crystal wanted him to uh, wanted him out. He yeah. wanted to quit, but he couldn't apparently because he had a contract. Now he wants back in, and they say, "Oh, I don't know. We'll think about it. Maybe <laughs> yeah. not. We yeah. were keeping you now, but now that you want to come back, no." And then Angle quits. He just <laughs> flat out quits. Apparently, <laughs> this is one of the quotes from uh, Lance Storm's blog: "Is that I mean, do people even watch the show in the same episode where?" Bobby Lashley goes to Eric Bischoff, who has a contract, and says, you can't quit, but we're still going to think about letting you back in. Obviously, wrestlers can't just up and quit. Kurt Angle quits yeah. in the same episode. Who's and obviously got an ironclad contract. Who's obviously got a contract. So one of the thing that Lance Storm said, do people in TNA even watch TNA? Because if they did, maybe their ratings would be better. Yeah, I mean... This is hack. This is hack wrestling writing yeah. at its worst. And it's all these guys doing the exact same storyline, just different sides of the same storyline. Do I have a contract or don't I? It's retarded. It's, you know, and I don't know who the the, the staff of writers are. I don't know who they all are, but I know Russo's in the mix. Yeah. So I'm going to use him as a reference as the writers yeah. for these shows because it just has to be. This reeks way too much of all the stuff he did during the dying days of WCW. Yeah. It's like, oh, check out how inside we are. We're dealing yeah. in backstage politics and yeah. the stuff that y'all talk about on the internet because it's interesting, and it's interesting to everybody that watches. Right. Of course it has to be. Right. How inside are we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all this shit is. Yeah. It's yeah. so freaking terrible. Yeah, I mean, it, if it made sense, then maybe it would be at least a little bit more interesting, but it doesn't make sense from segment to segment. It's just they make it up as they go along. Yeah, and it like, contradicts itself. It's a fantasy world with, you know, all these little things that make yeah have nothing to do with the deals that they have or they don't have. Yeah, this is 
<laughs> and I mean, I how even, try not to even think about the logic behind it because you just go, "Wow, really?" Yeah. And I don't have a job in television. And the whole thing with McFoley, I mean, he supposedly had bought like most of the shares of yeah. TNA, so he was the he was a majority majority stockholder. stockholder. So he should have a say in the company. But somehow, like him and then Jeff was supposed to be like at the time when Equals. Foley came in, they were like almost equal. Yeah. But apparently, Dixie Carter still had authority over both of them and can hire. The, the new regime without even asking the, the majority stockholder, yeah. that doesn't happen. You can't it, do that. Exactly. So It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. If you're going to put a stockholder storyline in there, yeah. you have to like actually know the inner workings of how that works. And I don't even really know it that well, but I know that much. You can't do that. I know that I've heard of that most companies, the stockholder majority can actually fire and hire people. Yeah, they have a say. I mean, it's their company. They yeah. own it, practically. Yeah. You can have a guy that's been there for 20 years that founded the company, and if the stockholders say you're out, then you're yeah, out. like Jeff Jarrett, I mean, yeah. but, I mean, it wasn't Foley that said that Jarrett's out. It was yeah. apparently Dixie Carter. Apparently Dixie, yeah. Uh. They're not even doing the, the stuff. If they're going to be inside, they're not even doing the stuff that they could be doing that would be interesting. Yeah. They're not going with the angle, Jarrett, wife angle. Yeah. But, sorry, uh, angle, angle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. They're not even really going with that one. Yeah. Instead, they're having Jeff Jarrett call in to the Bubba, the, uh, not call in, but having Bubba the Love Sponge on his radio show yeah. call Jeff's house, and Jeff and it's a bit. Jeff keeps hanging up on him yeah. because it's 6.30 in the morning. And they do that like 27 times in the episode. They showed this on Impact. They did radio on TV <laughs> with still pictures. We do a radio show, but we don't air it on TV. And, you know, I'm no prize, but you put a camera on Bubba, you put a camera on me... <laughs> I don't think as many people would tune out as they would <laughs> yeah. if they saw Bubba on that's, their television screen. And that's another a good point that Langstrom brought up that I didn't even think of, is that uh, who who is Bubba the Love Sponge to be talking to the founder of TNA? I mean, why does Jeff Jarrett feel that he has to explain himself to Bubba? Because he did a comparison. That would be like Triple H um, explaining his position to like Josh Matthews. <laughs> Bubba is a bottom-of-the-rung interviewer on TNA, and that's all he is. Why is Jeff Jarrett even dealing with this guy? So he went from being you know, like this intern newspaper reporter, and all of a sudden he's Henry Kissinger now. Yeah. He's brokering a yeah. sit-down between Hogan and Jarrett. Yeah. Apparently. He's done this now. Well, he apparently. broke the news about uh, beer money getting attacked with that ladder falling on him. <laughs> yeah. And, like, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of the things that Jared said on that thing when he actually did start talking yeah. was completely and utterly a shoot. You know, yeah. like, you and Hogan and Dixie, y'all think y'all are just reinventing the wheel and you're not even and you're not even listening to the fans, you know, yeah. those kind of things. Because this is not what the fans want. Yeah. No more... No more is that true than that Hogan Jarrett face off on the on the fourth. Yeah. When uh, Jarrett came in and the crowd was like, Yay, Jeff, you're absolutely yeah. right and Hogan's like, No one cares what you think. Hogan Jeff. comes out and heals him and they start booing. Yeah, and they referenced that. Yeah. And that's the only time they've referenced that since it happened. Yeah. And they had to do it on the stupid Bubba segment. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. This yeah. is this is what they're doing. They think that this is interesting. No, it's not. It's infuriating, is what it is. Yeah, and there, where's the re- there's like zero wrestling in all of this. Yeah, Total I think there's like action. 17 minutes worth of wrestling on the yeah. show. And and just to show you, and if if you haven't heard yet, who debuted in TNA hmm. during Genesis? They're they're not even barely showcasing these people on yeah. Impact. Brian Kendrick debuts against Amazing Red. And then 
Bobby Lashley gets knocked out backstage yeah. and has to get a replacement and the match versus Abyss, and it turns out to be Mr. Anderson, yeah. formerly Mr. Kennedy. So now you have these two new signings, and you know Anderson, that was one of the highlights. Anderson comes in, cuts his promo. He's still doing his mic bit. Yeah. For some reason, that's, I mean, that's not trademarked, I guess, obviously. Yeah. Can't really trademark that. And then he's cutting a promo against Abyss after a while, and Abyss actually shows up and is standing behind him the whole time while he's yeah, talking about him. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was the easily the best part of the Making whole show. Making faces. <laughs> Making faces, yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> and then when he says something like he's a stupid retard or something, he's like, how dare he say that? <laughs> <laughs> so that was fine. That was yeah. the only good part of the show yeah. that I can remember They all. have good people on the show, and Abyss is one of them. Yeah. So is uh, Anderson. Yeah. But uh, they don't showcase him enough. Yeah, it's like, and they don't let them do what they can do. They do this stupid writing that they force them into these angles, and that leads me back to wherever we got away from earlier: AJ Styles and Ric Flair. Yeah, this <laughs> it is okay. I have so many problems with this. I'm just gonna like start the list. Go on. Okay, AJ Styles. He's been there like since day one, practically in yes. TNA. Yeah, he's not always been a babyface, but the stuff that he does in the ring, like the way that he wrestles. You want to cheer that, right? Yes. Because it's amazing. Yes. And he doesn't really use heel tactics. I guess he can start doing it, which he kind of did in his match. He started doing, like, the thumb to the eye. Of course, that's what Flair does. Mm-hmm. Um, but why would you want to boo this guy? I don't want to boo AJ. Yeah. So why are they trying to turn him into a heel? This is this is exactly what Russo did when he turned Goldberg heel. And, yeah, and I what was... I realize I'm not comparing Goldberg to AJ. No. But this is a person that people like to cheer. Yeah. They love to cheer him. This is the comparison I'm using yeah. for. Yeah. I mean, when he does those, anything he does in the ring, I mean, you cheer for it because it's amazing. So you want to like that guy. And I do like the guy. Um, uh, where's it going? Oh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> sorry. I was just... No, it's, I know. I'm so upset. Yeah. Just... <laughs> it's frustrating because what was wrong with AJ? He was at the, he was like the most popular guy in there. I'll write. Right at the top level with, like, Angle. I mean, it was yeah. those two guys were the most popular in the company. And every time we started, the, the the only thing we were complaining about with him is that sometimes he was getting booked as a weak champion. And here's But the not thing, lately. Not lately. But here's the thing. If you watch just Impact and you don't watch the pay-per-views, yeah. which we, we are guilty of. Yeah. Unless we happen... Spend money on their pay-per-views. Yeah, well, fuck that. <laughs> if we happen to see it on YouTube or on yeah. a replay or... If, on Botchamania. Or on Botchamania. <laughs> Every time. That, that's where I see the crux of my yeah. uh, majority of TNA pay-per-views lately, because you can see about half of it on yeah. a Botchamania special. So... But yeah, or like, like that New Year's Knockout Eve yeah. special where they showed pretty much the full matches in the yeah. pay-per-view. So if you just watch AJ the Champion on Impact, I could see where it looks. He looks like a weak champion. But if you see those matches, like the one he had against Sting, yeah. the triple threat he had against Daniels and Joe, the match he had against Daniels yeah. one-on-one, that's an amazing champion. I guess sometimes, but on the fourth, he beat Angle clean in a, a really, really, really good match. That was the first time they had given him a full spotlight yeah. on free television since I don't know when. Yeah. So. But, I mean, and if they were trying to draw in new viewers, that's the first a lot of people may have seen of him. So. Could have been. I mean, they, they were doing right by AJ, but now they just completely are undermining it. Yeah. Because, okay, another thing I hate about this, not just the fact that he's a heel is that he's not a good heel. No. He's a likable guy, and even when he when he's doing this Flair thing, when he's trying to do the style and profile and thing and, and be like Ric Flair, it just seems cheap. I mean, he's, he's trying to act like someone else, which Lance Storm kind of said, it's like he's 
it makes him look like a second-rate worker that's um, trying to be like someone who he thinks is better than he is. Yep. And that's exactly what it looks like. That's like the mentality behind this. It's like, well, you're not really a world champion, yeah. and now you are. Yeah. That's what they're trying to... That's almost like what they're telling people. Like, yeah. you know, AJ wasn't that great until he hooked up with Flair. Yeah. Now he's ready to be the man. Yeah. It's like, what? No. I mean, if he wanted to team up with Flair, fine, whatever. People like Flair. Yeah. I mean, he's the dirtiest player in the game, whatever. But yeah. people cheer him, and he's a nice... He can be a nice guy. A lot of his time in WWE was, was like that. You could take the... I held on to the belt a long time because of certain tactics that I had... But you can turn him into a positive thing. Yeah. Flair can give him like a fight fire with fire edge. Yeah. Like if Angle's going to be the guy acting like a son of a bitch and trying to use yeah. some dirty tactics, which Angle can do and yeah. get away with. Somehow he can't because he's kind of a jerk. Right. And he can be. Even when he's a good guy, he's kind of like a he's kind of like a jerk. So win at any cost mentality. Exactly. That's the edge that Flair could have given him and have a positive effect exactly. on AJ as a champion. This shit's not going to fly with me. No, it's not at all. I don't even want to see AJ in a fucking suit. <laughs> I know. I mean, that looked weird. And I mean, uh, he he's talking about his family before. He does not live this lifestyle that Flair did. Flair actually lived that lifestyle. He yeah. did fly in jet planes and and was yeah. like a womanizer and everything like that. The, AJ Styles is a family man, and putting him in this role of Ric Flair just looks awkward, and it makes it look stupid. It really is, because, I mean, we've always seen AJ when he's backstage. He's got his little vest on. Yeah, he's he got his, his wedding, wedding ring. ring. Yeah. yeah. Not to be found. Yeah. I don't think I even saw it. I didn't it even that notice night. that, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, it, that's another reason why this is just completely dumb. Yeah, and um, it would make more sense if he did it to Joe, and that still doesn't make a whole lot yeah, of sense. Yeah. But still, we don't know much about Joe. We don't know much about I could, Daniel. I could see Joe doing something like that. Though. Yeah. So, I mean, the way his character has been portrayed over the last few months, could, I could see him doing that. They could almost kind of spin it like the sumo wrestlers over in Japan. You know, like yeah. they live large and they're 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 great champions. Yeah. Like they could kind of spin it towards that if it was Joe. Yeah. Like I said, we don't know much about Joe. We don't know much about Daniels or any of those other guys that could yeah. be world title holders. But we know a lot about AJ. Yeah. So it's just like, huh? Yep. And <laughs> the, only, the only reason that whole thing about him going after Karen Angle worked, mm. and it did actually, the only reason that worked is because it was just, it was kind of funny. Yeah. It was it was funny and entertaining, and it's a classic storyline. Yeah. I, I stole your wife bit. Yeah. And, and because him and Angle were just amazing wrestlers and people wanted to see those matchups right. so bad, that's why that Angle worked. Yeah. People can turn off their reality chip <laughs> to enjoy this feud. Yeah. This one, no. No. And I mean... And and Lance Storm actually brought it together into a point that I really I hadn't even gotten that far because I was just struggling with the absurdity and anger that it created in my head. But he's got um, two things. I mean, either A, um, TNA is trying to sabotage um, AJ Styles for whatever reason, which makes no sense. But, I mean, that's the way to sabotage a guy is you put him in this um, persona that he's going to fail at because that's not how... You need to create a persona for a guy that they're comfortable with, and he doesn't look comfortable with it, and he's not going to get over with it. Unwinnable position. And so that's a way for them to say, oh, well, we tried, we gave him this, and he didn't succeed with it, so we're going to bump this other guy up. The guy that they wanted to push in the first place, they're going to bump him into his place and say, well, we tried, but he just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Either they're doing it intentionally, or they're screwing up royally, which either that's the only two options, and either one is just retarded and terrible. Yeah, I, th- I think it's guys like Hogan that 
really the only reason that he's willing to go on television and pat AJ Styles on the back is because everybody else in the world knows how good he is, yeah. and Hogan can't see it. Yeah. So Hogan thinks that, well, we got to give him something else to yeah. get him over with the people because the reason TNA's ratings haven't been good is because AJ Styles has been a world champion a lot. Yeah. That is exactly the mentality he's coming from. Yeah. He doesn't understand it has everything to do with exposure. Yeah. It has nothing TNA is where it is because of AJ, yeah. because of Daniels, because of Joe. Exactly. That's why they're where they are. Yeah, and Angle. And, and, and I mean, honestly, Angle, yeah, Angle. I credit him a lot. Yeah. I credit Sting a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's all about exposure and right place, right yeah. time. It has nothing to do. He thinks it's some sort of public perception that they're weaker guys. Yeah. And I think anybody that watches for five minutes knows that they're not. Yep. It's, that's just Hogan's mentality. Like I said, I'm sure Big Show was thrilled to come out of retirement to go to WWE because he's probably just hanging out at Hogan's house every Monday night having to yeah. ho- watch Hogan watch Raw going, man, I could draw better than any of these guys. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <sighs> plus, plus, I mean, just to put a period on this sentence, is that the women that they brought into the ring were taller than both AJ and Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah. So that's not a good way for your your world champion yeah. and your 16-time former world champion. It works better the older you are. Like, Flair, that's fine. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But AJ's like, you know, new hot shit, yeah. world champion, and yeah, all those girls were like all taller. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, it's not like he's going home with any of them anyway. No, exactly. <laughs> Which just further proves my point. Yeah. So in all of this, and so all of this pitching, all of this, like, look how retarded this storyline is, look how retarded this storyline is, we haven't even told you about how the show ended. Yeah. Do you uh, have any other thing else in the mid card? Let me, let me go through the middle of it real quick just okay, to sure. calm down for a minute. Oh, God, yeah, because that's going to um, get you angry. Well, we got the tag team title match. Um, rematch, which was really short, and Hernandez and Morgan won again. So. Hernandez and Morgan are the new uh, TNA Tag Team Champions. Yeah, which, they, that's, that's cool. Yeah, they beat the British Invasion. Yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah. The match wasn't really that great, but it was so short, it didn't really have a chance to be. Like I said, who even remembered that the British Invasion were the Tag Champions yeah. at this point? So. Um, uh, De Niro, uh, the Pope, actually came in to try and save the show. He had a really good promo. Oh, it was great. Um, but unfortunately, he was facing Orlando Jordan. And Orlando Jordan won. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the match was it was pretty good, actually. One of my favorite moves right now is when D'Angelo De Niro, he does a thing where the guy, his... Okay, let's say the wrestler is in the position for a setup for the 619. Yeah. And he does the thing that Mark Henry used to do, where yeah. he, like... Like completely falls himself out of the ring after he hangs the yeah. guy's neck on the rope. Kind of like a senton on their like upper neck and yeah and back. So he does that, slips out of the ring, and all of a sudden, like in the same jump, <laughs> he jumps into the front yeah, row. Yeah, he and bounces up over the barricade and sits in the front row. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's like, "Hey, yeah, love that." That was cool. That is sports entertainment, my yeah. friend. <laughs> but they're not a sports entertainment company. Though. Oh yeah, that's wrestling. Right. Oh, you know. Someone had a sign and impact. That is the one of the first things I saw when they went on the air. Was um, uh, we don't want entertainment. We want TNA. Now it's a poor <laughs> choice of word. Yeah. I realize what they're saying is that yeah. we'd rather watch TNA than WWE. But when you break yeah. that sentence down, we don't want entertainment. Like, we want TNA. They got exactly what they asked for. Exactly. <laughs> um. I love signs. Good, bad. That's one of my favorite things as a fan. It really is. Uh, um, we got to see uh, the return of um, Angelina Love in the ring. Yes, in the Based ring. Faced off against Madison Rain for like half a minute. Half a minute. <laughs> and then uh, 
she wins, and then the beautiful people jump her, choke yeah. her out with the ugly stick. Yeah. Snore. Yeah. You got you got these hot chicks, and I'm bored. <laughs> so oh yeah, no gener problem. no generation me, no lethal consequences, no Daniels, no Joe, nothing like that. No. But we do get to see the nasty boys in action this week. Apparently, teaming up for the first time in 13 years, I found out. Really? Yes, well, on television, on television. It just goes to show you that nobody wants to see them. Yes. So, um, they faced off against Nash and Eric Young. Yes. And, of course, Eric Young got pinned. Yeah, Eric Young got pinned in that whole thing, so the Nasty Boys uh, apparently, have, apparently haven't lost a step. You did get to see the first pit stop I've seen in a while. Yeah, the return of the pit yeah, stop. So, if which, that's what you tuned in for, yeah. you went home a happy person. I don't want entertainment. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, okay, that, that was the point you were trying to make. We were talking about how great the Generation Me debut was. Mm. Now, Alex Shelley has been having some back issues, so the machine guns are kind of on hold for right now. Yeah. They don't use the momentum that Generation Me had, and like you said, you were we were at lunch and you were talking about this. Mm. Okay, bring out Lethal Consequences to fight Generation yeah. Me? Gee, that wouldn't be a good idea or anything, Yeah, that would wouldn't it? be an amazing match. Yeah, no, no. That, that's another problem right there. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. But then that brings us full circle. Back to AJ Styles in the main event. Um, even though... The rematch from the pay-per-view. Even though um, uh, AJ won the match and the stipulation was this is Angle's last opportunity. Yes. Hogan overrules it. Hogan overrules it and gives him another match. And also says Ric Flair is banned from ringside and cannot be cannot come down if he interferes in any way. Then AJ is stripped, Angle is a champion. Yes, and that people started of. booing that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Because um, they, want, they want to root for AJ. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so match, it's it's going fine. Yeah. It, it, it's it's not the January 4th match, but what is? Yeah. So, you know, it was enjoyable. I was like, this... This is this could be the one thing that saves the show, Chris. We we said it yeah. before, even on that three hour one. Like yeah. this is gonna be the thing that could save There's the show. There's two things that could have saved this show. One was Jay Lethal, and he wasn't on the show, right. so that's already passed. And the second was this match. Um, like I said, it's going all right. AJ is starting to use some of Flair's moves. He does the figure four at one point, yeah. which keep that in mind for later because I've got a point about that. Okay. And then he also does the thumb to the eye when he's in the corner. Um, but that's pretty much it. And then he's just wrestling like an AJ match. Angle gets the ankle lock on AJ. Um, doesn't tap out, reverses it into an ankle lock of his own. Earl Hebner, my least favorite referee of all time, calls for the bell. Montreal screw job. Montreal screw job ending, folks. Yeah. Like down to the T. I mean, they of course Hebner. They started chanting, "You screwed um, Brett." Didn't they even say that? Yeah, they started to yeah. use screwed Brett chant again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which is exactly so, what I'm sure what the company yeah. wanted. And Hebner's making his way down the staircase. Yeah, by the way, they did have a ramp. I like that. Yeah, Impact Zone. By the way, this just in: Impact Zone has four sides again. Yes, that was the the only good thing that the Hogan regime has brought is the four sides. And I do like the ramp that goes like straight into the ring, like on ring level. I do too. I like I, that. Since I was a kid watching Clash of the Champions when they would have the ramp and yeah. the ECW pay-per-views. Yeah, ECW is where I remember it best from. So, fan of the ramp. Okay, back to the screw yeah. job. So, Hebner, like, walks down the little steps from the ramp, yeah. and he just disappears. He finds, like, the Jim Cornette black hole from, <laughs> from previous months. Yeah. And, uh, oh, here it is. And then he's he's gone. He's off camera. Yeah. And then Angle's like, what just happened? You know, he's doing the best he can out of this ridiculous, ridiculous yeah. scenario. AJ's gone. AJ's I mean, gone. He's got the belt. He's He's run out of there. Yeah. 
And then he calls out. He doesn't really call Hogan out. Hogan just appears. Hogan just appears. He comes out of the other side of the hole, and he yeah. stands right there in the middle of ringside. And Angle looks at him and curses at him, and spits in his face. Yep. Exactly like the Brett Pence thing. Yeah. Um, now we've been we've been referencing what Lance Storm has been saying about this show this yeah. whole time. Yeah. We. I swear to you, except for those points that you said you we for, we thought and didn't say out loud, yeah. we were saying all of this stuff when we were watching the show together because yeah. we watched it together. Yeah. And uh, you said there was something missing from that segment. Yeah, I was. I I told Joey when we were watching is like I expected Kurt Angle to trace in the air towards the camera the WWE signs because yeah. Angle said in the ring he yelled at Hogan I quit, yeah. and so I figured like when um, Bret Hart. He started tracing WCW in the air towards the camera at the end of the Survivor Series. I figured um, uh, Angle would be doing that too, and that's exactly what Lance Storm said on his blog. So. Yeah, but instead he just yelled out to Hogan very audibly, "I'll go to WWE, Hogan." Yeah, he actually the, said that. What the hell is this? Uh, but yeah, the reason I think that Angle didn't do that is because um, Orlando actually already took, uh, already did that for him. He traced a OJ for him like earlier. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So yeah, so. Two people doing it the same night, you know, yeah. can't do that. Anyway. Um, the OJ thing is the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not as stupid as this, but it's... it's yeah. Nice. So, I mean, even down to, they go to commercial break and come back, and Angle is even up at the announce table. He starts breaking stuff. He broke a chair and starts slamming into the stage, and is still ranting and raving. Um, no well, raven either. Yeah, no raven. No <laughs> raven, no Daphne. Yeah. I mean, why? Why? With Bret Hart back in the WWE, why would you advertise, that's free advertisement yeah. for next week's Raw where Bret Hart is returning. Yeah. He's coming back because he's been invited. And on top of that, not only is Bret Hart, you know, of course Bret Hart being back and this is a big storyline for WWE to revisit it because yeah. it makes sense for them to revisit it. Yeah. Now, they've, and then and then a few months ago, it was at a, a breaking point. Yeah. Where they did the screw job ending. Yeah. It's like, yeah. this has been going on for yeah. fucking ever. And the one thing is, I mean, when WWE has done it, they've done it at least twice since then. They did it at Survivor Series 98 with Rock and Mankind. Yeah. And they did it, of course, at Breaking Point. I'm sure they've done it more that I just can't remember. But yeah. every time they do it there, it's not the exact same thing. They do yeah. it, I mean, the person that's doing it and the person that they get to do the ref, yeah, they're doing the screw job. It's it's still lazy. To the guy point. getting it done to him reacts as if it's actually happening to happening to me. Kurt Angle acted like Bret Hart did. Exactly. He acted in a scripted fashion, pulling me completely out of the show, saying, "You know what? This is scripted. All of this is fake, and you're kind of stupid for watching this. Go watch WWE." Because we just advertised for them. Because if you watch, chances are, if you watch WWE right now, not that this company's going to be around ten yeah. years from now, but you get to see what we're going to do 10 years from now. Yeah, exactly. Next week. Yeah. <laughs> that's but, okay. It was fucking terrible. And this didn't even make any sense. Um, there's a, a few things. I mentioned that AJ had put the figure four on um, uh, Angle earlier in the match. Why didn't Hebner call for the bell then? Why yeah. did he let it keep going on if they were just going to screw him anyway? I don't know. That doesn't make oh, any no, sense. Oh, no, because he had to... Cause, because you... Th that's not what happened in Montreal. Shawn Michaels put Bret Hart's hold I know. on him. So I, when I realize the angle that. Lock on him, I realize that, but yeah. that's just going further into proving that this is all scripted. It doesn't make any sense. Why are they doing this? Yeah. Um, because they're it, not. Because they're not doing the same stuff. Yeah. That they promised. Oh that they no. Do. 
Oh when yeah, it, but it's maybe they just meant WCW, Chris. <laughs> We're not going to rip off WCW how we oh, did okay. it then. We're on to whole new territory with the band. That's not no. Yeah. It makes me. If I didn't do this show, I would stop watching. That's I, how. That's exactly what I told Chris. I even said, "Chris, can I stop watching Impact?" And yeah. He's like, "I guess I can watch it by myself." I'm like, "No, I don't want to do that to you." This, that's how solid our friendship is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know what to say anymore about that. And besides, it feels good the, to get it off my chest. But yeah. man, I wish we would have done it that night. I mean, yeah. we were seething. That, that would have probably been a better show if we had just yeah. recorded. So, I, but I was so, I was like, I'm I'm tired and I want to go to bed because this this show kicked my ass. I've been posting on the WWE Universe uh, forums lately, and I posted a little bit about that, reacting to some of it because uh, someone posted like a YouTube clip of it. And was like, oh, uh, this has kind of got me interested. And I, like went off on him for like three paragraphs. This like, has got me interested, <laughs> man. Really? Yeah. And in all of this, and this is my probably my last big TNA bullet point until we get to five rumors. One Anderson comes in, and another one's gone. Hmm. Uh, and all of this, it goes from bad to worse. Uh, little seen on television, but one of our favorites, Alyssa Flash. Oh, Melissa Anderson, yeah. Yeah, Melissa Anderson. She apparently uh, gave notice. She asked for a release and got it. Yeah. So, just more bad news for TNA on, on our end and, and our side of opinion. That was, that was just the cap, right? I heard about that like the night or two after. I was like... I'm done. <laughs> Shit. TNA. Screw this. Screw this company. I hope they fail. This is probably the most we're ever going to talk about them on yeah. show in a row. I hope so because I hope so. I, feel I hope like they don't. I hope they don't make me this mad ever again. I feel. I feel like we're giving them too much attention and publicity. But yeah, but whatever. But anybody that's listening, don't watch. Like yeah, said, we're this not- is the original. This is one of the original basis this show was founded on. The <laughs> show we do here, and we've actually gotten complimentary letters saying thank you for watching TNA yeah. so I don't have to. Yeah. That is a quote. So watching TNA so you don't have to. Keep it up and keep please. it up with us. Yeah, please don't watch. Yeah. So we'll let you know if it ever gets safe to watch again. <laughs> is it safe? Ever. Is it safe? <laughs> Alright, so was there is there good we can talk about? What, besides comparing a skin pigmentation of John Heater versus Seamus? That's good. Is that what you want to talk about? I kind of like John Heater. I thought he was pretty entertaining. There's nothing wrong with him, you know. And anybody befriending The Miz uh, gets yeah. automatic heel heat, so good for him. Yeah. Don Johnson did not need to be on that show. No. He was just wallpaper. Yeah. I, I don't have much to say about Rob besides that. Like, no. Don Johnson really didn't need to be there. Carlito didn't need to dress up like Napoleon Dynamite. No, but that was random. That was my that was on my random thoughts. I said, just when you think it's going to be Santino, yeah. Carlito shows up, proving that you know predictability is not cool. Yeah, no, Santino had to prepare for the his uh, guest host spot on the uh, Abraham Washington show. Was he? He almost wore the same exact suit. Yeah, and instead of looking like Don Johnson, he looked like John Travolta. Yeah, apparently he had the same writers as Abraham because that show blew. Yeah. Abraham watched the show with no punchline, like you said. Yeah. Not even Santino's Saturday Night Fever suit could save that. Yeah. You got Santino. Okay, go ahead, set it up. You have this, San- is, this is the stage. You have Santino Morella, uh, Kozlov, and Tony Atlas on the same stage at the same time, all talking to each other, and it is not funny at all. And it fails. It, it completely failed fails. miserably. People started booing it, rightfully so. It was just stupid and dumb and bad. They are going about this whole make Kozlov likable 
The, I mean, they're going about this the exact wrong yeah. way. Now, oh yeah, yes, Kozlov is smiling, and he did a Rocky Four line, and, yeah. but he's not endearing himself to the people. You know yeah. why? Because if he's standing on the ramp with a microphone, people still can't understand what the shit he's saying. Yeah, I was, I was having a hard time understanding what he's saying. Yes, this is a rule of thumb in pro wrestling. Whether you mean to get the heat or not, if people can't understand what you're saying, if they don't understand the yeah. words that are coming out of your mouth... Right. People will not dig it. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, Rosa gets great uh, cheap heel heat when she goes into the Spanish talk. Yeah. And, you know, Davari did it when he was speaking in yeah. Arabic. I mean, like yeah. all those kind of things. That works, you know, and, you know, the Bolsheviks. I mean, you can go yeah. on and on and on. This has been going on since the dawn of sports entertainment. Yes. And even before all that. It, it, that works, but trying to make him, uh, you know, babyface. Maybe should they should have. Maybe should, they should have never let Lance Storm dance. Maybe they should be having Kozlov dance. <laughs> he could do the little Ruski dance. See, fire. You know what? Say what? Just fire. I, I'm sorry. I feel bad, but fire Kozlov. Bring in the other Kozlov. Sign Alex Kozlov. Alex, yeah. Because then that that would be a good fit for ECW. Number yeah. one, he fits that caliber of athlete. Yeah. And he's entertaining. Why not just have bring in Alex Kozlov and have him be like his cousin or something? Yeah, his, the Kozlov cousin. Yeah, yeah. And then Alex Kozlov could help get Vladimir Kozlov over. He's more Americanized, yeah, yeah or some, or they can they can pitch it that yeah. way. If you haven't seen Alex Kozlov wrestle, he's really really good, yeah. and he's been in AAA lately. Yeah, if you get AAA in your area, watch it because he's on there almost every week. Yeah, and we saw him at the Ring of Honor show, and we talked about this yeah. briefly. He was uh, he was so entertaining and so good in the ring that people actually started chanting, "We love commies." Yeah, I think that was my favorite chant. Besides the like the check the ropes and stuff in the yeah. um, Colt Cabana match. Yeah. What about my hepatitis chant for Red Titus? <laughs> yeah, yeah. which showed up the next night, and I was like, "Where were you last night?" Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, Alex, Alex Kozlov was awesome. But yeah, that's that's a guy that you could get him. Yeah, it's, it's like the it, that'd be a good tank and Ferrari team. Yeah, too. exactly. The Kozlovs, I love it. Everybody loves the Kozlovs. And you can, they, there's your sitcom. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Santino, according to AOL News, yeah. which I read today, Santino Morella is getting his own sitcom. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently, it's still WWE produced, mm-hmm. and Santino is quoted as saying they're filming a couple of episodes. And they're going to put it on WWE.com from the beginning, but apparently they're going to get picked up. Okay, like it's a I'll, done deal. I'll believe that when I see it. But here's the deal. Sorry, a little bubble. Here's the deal. Say, it's going to be Santino, right? His girlfriend. By the way, we have a reunion. The reunion of Glamorella, right. Beth Phoenix. That's, will that's be entertaining. His I like those two. They have good chemistry. They have great chemistry. And Alex, Co- uh, not Alex Kozlov. <laughs> sorry, Vla- Vladimir Kozlov yeah. is like the wacky next door neighbor, or best friend, or whatever. So come and knock on All their right. door. They're coming soon to yeah. WWE.com. Hopefully, the people that are considering buying that didn't see <laughs> the Abraham Washington show. Gotta hope like, not. wait, those two guys? Uh, no, it's like no, that was Abraham Washington. We had this other guy named Abraham <laughs> Washington. They're not going to watch next week. They don't know he's a black guy. Um, <laughs> that was just this other guy that was called Abraham. That's not Santino. We promise. We swear. <laughs> well, then why did, why did he introduce himself as Santino? Doesn't matter. <laughs> They're all foreign guys. You don't care anyway. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, Tony Atlas could be the landlord. Yeah. <laughs> now I need your rent now. <laughs> See, like you're like three weeks over. <laughs> three weeks overdue. I don't know. That, I I might watch that. Dude, I'm already I'm yeah. already watching it. I'm, I've already got it built in to my head. head what this is going to be. So. Yeah, move over, friends. <laughs> is it Santino's Casa? Are we still going to call it that? I don't know. It could, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be called. It's going to be called. Shut up at your face. Yeah, that's what it's going to be called. <laughs> uh, 
Good times. Can't wait. Can't wait for Wrestlelicious. I just found you out. Just found, yeah, breaking news. Yeah, I found out today that Wrestlelicious has been picked up. Um, it's going to be um, America One TV and its affiliates, which I don't know what those are, but it's going to be shown on Mav TV, which we get here. So hopefully, crossing my fingers, March 1st is when it debuts. So I'll keep checking the listings and I'll keep everyone updated as far as Wrestlelicious goes because it's coming. It's going to be here. They got a new logo. It's called Wrestlelicious uh, Takedown is the name of their show. Okay. So Chris is the most excited person for the Wrestlelicious launch. <laughs> like, like of anyone, like this, ever. This is like Christmas for us because this is going <laughs> to be even better content than TNA yeah. and anything else combined. I mean, this is going to be awesome. Um, we got so many shows to watch. Oh, my God. So yeah. I'm watching Ring of Honor now. Yeah. On a weekly basis, I'm gonna actually start watching Florida Championship Wrestling because someone's yeah. been putting it on YouTube. Thank, thank you, by the way. And Wrestlelicious now. Yeah. What are we gonna do? I don't know. I'm still we trying start to doing this full time. We need to get paid to do this full time. I'm still far behind on my AAA watching. I'm still in December for that. So we need more correspondence. Yeah. Still trying to catch up on Shimmer. I bought some more DVDs of that. We, for, so. we keep forgetting to watch TNA Epics. Yeah. I Not that that's all relevant yeah. to current events, but still, there's so many shows. Yeah. Which what, what's uh what's wrestlers just gonna what's their roster now? Most of these people got signed by TNA or I'm not sure. I don't know if they're gonna show uh, their like old taped episodes just to start or how that's gonna work. So we'll see. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Um. There's also another uh, female wrestling promotion starting up in May. I want to say. Um. It's a British promotion. Uh, Pro Wrestling Eve is what it's called. Nice. And um, don't know what it's going to be about, but the guy that's running it, I've actually emailed him a couple times, um, he is the guy that took over Chick Fight when it moved to to uh, uh, Europe. Nice. Because it started in, um, I think it was Los Angeles, in California, um, for all pro wrestling, um, run by a guy named Jason Dedrich, um, and it was the, the one-night tournament. And it went for like seven or eight tournaments, and then it moved to Europe, and it just started. They just started having matches. It wasn't a tournament anymore. But this guy that ran it when it was over there is um, doing this uh, pro wrestling Eve. So cool. Don't know who's going to be in it, what it's going to be like, but starting up soon. Definitely looking forward to that. And yeah. and cheap plug, go to wrestlinghouseshow.com. Read Chris's amazing review on the Chick Fight DVD. Yeah. Once again, Chick, it's Chick Fight Gold Rush. It's like the collections of Chick Fights four, five, and six. Yes. It's good stuff. I hope um, any wrestling publication worth a damn needs to go read that blog. Yeah. They, they've got a they've got a future Hall of Fame writer there. <laughs> so I will I will fire free, Chris. I will freelance for any publication. Yes. And anybody I, I can't imagine anybody that would read that and not want you. So yes. go to wrestlinghouseshow.com dot com and read this thing. It's it's amazing. It made me want to watch it like right away. I was already gonna watch it, but now I'm like I'm I'm invested. I want to see it now, <laughs> big time. Cool. Thank you. So, and in uh, all of this, like I said, I know I've said this like a hundred times during the show, but um, we I actually watched Ring of Honor yes. and been watching it. Yes. Started with the top of the year, my New Year's resolution, and I'm sticking to it. Mm-hmm. It's not a chore to watch Ring of Honor. It's really not. It's no, just finding the time. Yeah. And, you know, still, as long as I can pull 40 to 45 minutes a week, yeah. I got time to watch it. First show I watched, I was really glad. I was like, I started on a good week, even though I'm in the middle of the what is called the pick six tournament mm-hmm. and I'm still I still feel bad I should have done a little extra prep on this but there it's this series of matches that Jim Cornette who is the GM or whatever you want to call him vice president whatever they're calling him of Ring of Honor he's yeah. the guy that makes the matches and makes he's the guy that talks yes and like I said they need that uh, this is to determine 
people that are going to get title shots like this year against Austin Aries or whoever the world champion is going to be. Yeah. And I like that. So the, anybody who wins uh, any of the six matches, whoever wins, they will get a world title shot. So that's pretty cool. Plus that's they get cool. like 1500 bucks or 2500 bucks, something like something that. Something like that. I think it's 25 So I was in the middle of that series. That was the only thing that, you know, that I felt bad coming in at this time. Instead of catching up first, but it would have been impossible to catch up, so I'm just going to do it in my free time yeah. whenever I do have some. But, you know, it starts off in the back, you know, and I'm, we're going to kind of review these shows a little more in depth because, you know, more people don't get a chance to see yeah. it, but, you know, I'll do my best to try to recreate. Anyway, so we're backstage. Eddie Kingston gets attacked in the back in the leg with a chair. And I know this because he's holding his leg and there's a chair right next to him. <laughs> And everybody seems to think it's Chris Hero because they have some sort of history, and he left this left this playing card right next to him, which kind of indicates this old gimmick that Eddie Kingston used to have. All right. Anyway, yeah. But the first match was supposed to be Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli with Prince Nana. So I guess he's one of his head charges, even though Nana has his own faction right now, which Claudio doesn't really hang out with. Yeah. But no. Anyway. So Claudio goes out there, and Kingston hobbles down to the ring and actually says, let's have a match, and he gets he gets hurt pretty bad once mm-hmm. again. So he's hobbling, and Claudio does this move. Oh, yeah, the great thing, when Eddie was even just struggling to get in the ring to stand up, Claudio's, like, doing jumping jacks and calisthenics. Yeah. I mean, Claudio is just one of the best heels in the business right now. And Claudio does this move that is ridiculous. He puts the guy in a torture rack, and he spins around. And as he's spinning, he lets the guy get momentum on his shoulders. And then he starts spinning the guy like he's like he's flipping a pizza dough, you know, like just <laughs> woo. Yeah. And he lets his own impact just whirly bird him to where it lands in a perfect, almost like power bomb, like when the guy lands off of him. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Even a guy like Eddie Kingston, who is no small man, yeah. like he did that to him. I was just like, wow, man. So Claudio does that. As soon as he does... The um, he does like a single leg big swing after that and goes into the horse collar leg half leg crab with the yeah. with his like head with the leg over his head. It's kind of like one of those one of those old Brock Lesnar submissions when oh, he was yeah. a champ. Yeah, and he got him to tap out. So that was that first match, and then a surprise person that had returned to Ring of Honor, Steve Carino, one of our old oh, favorites. Nice. Awesome. Steve Carino fought a guy named Andy Ridge, whose nickname is Right Leg. So Andy Right Leg Ridge, right. <laughs> Steve Carino. And I'll have to borrow from the fans. Uh, Carino still got it. Uh, he's not in the shape he was ten years ago. Yeah. But his skills have not diminished. He never anyway. looked like a gym rat. No, he never did. But then that, that's what it was cool about him. Very yeah. classic wrestler. Yeah. King of old school. Yeah. And he looked really good. And, and Steve Carino, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with him. I hope he um, stays in Ring of Honor yeah. this time. So I'm, And I just, you know, the old school of me really wants to see a rematch of him versus Jerry Lynn. So. Yeah. That's going to be good. So, and yeah, we move on. And the last two matches sums up everything you need to know about Ring of Honor. So if you go pull the Ring of Honor show from January 4th, find it on YouTube. We'll link it or whatever. These last two matches is everything you need to know about this company. Hmm. This, uh, the third match is Rhett Titus versus El Generico. Nice. Which is the comedy match, you know. Yeah. But those guys can go. Those guys are great. So it's th- that's the sports entertainment factor of Ring of Honor. You get yeah. these guys that are wacky, ridiculous characters. Rhett Titus, for those of you who don't know, is like a 
you know, pretty boy, playboy, you know, woman chaser. He comes out to the ring and he gives away his hotel room key for the yeah. night to some lady in the crowd. That one he picked out, and that one was whoa, she was like a nine. And he puts it in his mouth and he tries to have them take it in, in her mouth, you know, like yeah. that whole thing. And then he, you know, it, it's great. It's wonder if he ever gets any hits on that. I don't know. You know, like to knows? like to ask him sometime. I'm sure he'd lie about it. Yeah, he he, he would never tell you that he's married with children or something like that. <laughs> yeah. even if he was, and then he uh, he's fighting Generico. Generico is a Canadian who wrestles lucha style yeah. and lucha libre guy, and people love him. Crowd favorite. They do the chant yeah. and everything. The ole 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 chant. So in Ring of Honor, ever since day one, they've had this thing called the Code of Honor, which they don't really enforce anymore. But, you know, every now and then a referee will go, hey, you want to shake hands, code of honor? And sometimes they do. Now, they asked him to do it. He made the mistake of asking Rhett to do it at the beginning of this match because Rhett sticks his hand down the front of his tights (laughs) and rubs it for a while. (laughs) And then the ref just looks at Generico like, you don't have to shake his hand, Generico. (laughs) So they have this great match. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to try not to spoil the matches, but, you know, so people need to go and see them. Really, really good. And the last match was one of the pick six matches, Davey Richards with Sarah Del Rey and Shane Hagador in his corner, cool. taking on Roderick Strong. Two guys that are, you either want to say the present or the future of yeah. Ring of Honor in this one match. And wrestling, 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 great counters, great near falls, wow. Yeah. That was my match of the week, cool. match of the month. So, go see that. And then... I was raving about this show to Chris, and I'm like, Chris, you got to come over and watch this week's Ring of Honor with me. Yeah. And we kind of almost get the polar opposite of what I built this show up <laughs> as, because the first match is Necro Butcher versus Joey Ryan in a yeah. hardcore match. And you just looked at me like, what? <laughs> Joey Ryan's playing this like Anchorman-type gimmick with the big 70s mustache and the yeah. 70s hair and everything, and it's really weird. And he's in the Embassy faction. And they have this match. It's it's kind of a no contest, isn't it? Like the guy he does Necro Butcher does get pinned eventually because yeah. he gets jumped by like six fucking guys. Yeah. And they bring out Eric Stevens. Eric Stevens joins the embassy. Who's, Who's their monster? Yeah. <laughs> Eric Stevens is a monster, apparently. Yeah, no. <laughs> like Eric, but you are not the monster enforcer no. of any faction no. except in the land of Oz. <laughs> and he'll beat me up for saying that. I'm sure. Uh, the match after that was kind of a squash match, but it was it was entertaining. Cole Cabana, who's always entertaining, and apparently the funniest guy in the Twitter universe right now. He's pretty good. Him and uh, Daniels do some pretty good tweets. There you go. You wouldn't think Daniels would be funny, yeah. but that that is great that he is. And uh, it was in the, you were speaking of the Twitter thing. He said the, the the day everybody found out that Mark McGuire was using steroids, Joe came in and said, you know. Just found out that Mark McGuire uses steroids, and in other news, the sky is blue and yeah. all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he fights a guy named Tony Gazinia, who, which is a great porn name, but uh, anyway, yeah, okay. Colt wrestles, and he's always funny and, and entertaining. Great, very. Colt's one of the most underrated wrestlers, I think, in yeah. America right now, or anywhere. So, good match. Uh, then we had Alex Payne versus Kevin Steen, the newly healed Kevin Steen, which you yeah. really couldn't tell because he didn't change his personality I at never, all. I, I, I like his matches. I never liked the guy. He's always been a jerk. He was like Matt Morgan when he was teaming with Abyss. He was always a jerk. Yeah. So I was like, oh, he turned heel? Yeah, and the sky is blue. Yes, Kevin Steen and El Generico were this really successful tag team. An yeah. odd couple, yeah. to be sure. And they just broke up at this uh, one of those last big yeah. events they had in December. So now Kevin Steen's a bad guy looking out for number one, even though he's always, yeah, 
Benedict yeah. talks the same, wrestles the same yeah. in the story. Exactly. And he's a good wrestler. Yeah. But his personality is not likable in any way. I don't way. think he's Mr. Wrestling. But he's not, especially with Carino back, he can't be yeah. using that moniker anymore. Yeah. Time's up, Mr. Steen. They're probably going to have, they need to have that match. Yeah. That would be nice. There you go. Winner gets the name. Yeah. Why not? I like it. And then the main event was pretty good. You know, it was a guy who I haven't seen wrestle all that much, Kenny Omega yeah. versus Chris Hero, yeah. who I've seen uh, quite a few times and I really enjoy. And I know you're a big Chris Hero fan. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega has a weird gimmick. He's Mr. What do you call it? Shryuken or whatever? Or? Oh, the Hadoken. He does, Hadoken. He does the Hadoken from Street Fighter that like <laughs> Ken and Ryu did. Yeah, the little, little light beam ball that you shoot at guys. Yeah, the, and it even says it on, on the back shirt, of his t-shirt. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous. Yeah, so it's kind of... I don't know, that doesn't really work for him. No, me. I don't really like it that much. He's a fine wrestler, it's just, yeah. you know... Chima used to do the uh, Shoryuken, the uh, like jumping uppercut and that's into cool. the corner, which yeah. was it was alright. It made more sense than like thrusting your palms at someone. <laughs> this invisible beam that's not ever going to hit you. Yeah. And, and people, and he did, I think he did He hit him with point. it. He, he like did. Um, <laughs> a shot. Uh, Doing he, it like people can see it. <laughs> he shot Hero off the ropes and when he came back he hit him with his palms. But I'm like, really? I think he made the motion to do it at one time and Chris was like, whoa, 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 hey, yeah. hey. And I'm like, no. It's like the What's invi- it going to hit you with? It's like the invisible hand grenade I've seen in a Chikara before. Invisible yeah. hand grenade? Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen the invisible slow motion hand grenade where <laughs> the entire ring goes into slow motion and a guy pulls out an invisible hand grenade and blows it up in the middle of the ring and everybody like falls over. It's utterly ridiculous. I have to admit I laugh, but I'm not a very big fan of it. I gotta see that. Is it U.S. Adam? He's a big uh, Chikara fan, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> Can you write us an email about your favorite hand grenade moments? <laughs> I think I, I think I saw a match like with with the Colony, which is like three three guys in ant masks versus three other guys. And... Stop! <laughs> Stop it! Sorry, oh, I'm Sorry. not going to be able to finish the show. Continue with your wonderful story. I don't have a story. I think that was the end of that. Okay. The end of the. Um, Ring of Honor show. Right. Then we got the we can talk about the one we saw this week. <laughs> <laughs> the first match was a, a a grudge submission match: Delirious versus Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. This is another good thing about watching the at Ring of Honor and HD Net or on YouTube, which is what we do because yeah. it's legal, which yeah. is awesome. And the fact that they do, like you said, when Impact does, like three or four tapings in a row, yeah. you can watch for the whole month and not get any repeats yeah. on the wrestlers. So yeah, it kind of makes their appearances special. Because they tape them, like, probably, like, back-to-back, I guess, um, and then just show, like, each each taping, like, over the next, like, two or three episodes. So that's so. probably why I've been seeing that one guy in the Macho Man Randy Savage shirt in the front row for yeah. the whole month. Yeah, because so. it's been the same show. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a grudge submission match. Delirious, who had... Uh, who's been hanging out again since he left the Age of the Fall, hanging out with Daisy Hayes. Yeah. Uh, versus... Who he trained. Yeah, very good, thank you. Versus Sanjay Dutt. Yes, yeah. for those of you who miss seeing Sanjay get underutilized in TNA, you can now watch him actually have awesome matches in Ring yeah. of Honor. This is where you want to go. I'm so we were, we were saying that when he got yep. let go the last time. Go to Ring of Honor, sir. Please, 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 please. Yeah. And he did. So they were having this feud, and at one point during the feud, Sanjay attacked Daisy Hayes and put her in his camel clutch. Mm-hmm. So, hey, screw that guy. Let's get some revenge. So that's yeah. what this match was all about. 
And the even weirder thing was that Daisy, at one point during the match, got up on the apron, and uh, I'll try not to spoil the ending, but yeah. uh, there was this one point where she got beat up again by Sanjay during the match. Not beat up, but she, yeah. Yeah, she he got laid, shoved he laid hands off, on her. Got shoved off the apron into the rail, and it, it yeah. sounded really good, and everybody yeah. in the crowd went, oh! That, those metal signs that Ring of Honor have rattle really, really loudly when you bump into them. That's smart to have those, because, yeah, yeah they give good effect. Yeah. They really do. So, and I then, just hate it when the fans bang on them. It's so annoying. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of the show, I don't mind it as much. I but, do. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Piss screw, screw them. But uh, the last match in the Pick 6 series... Uh, it was brother versus brother, tag partner versus tag partner. The yes. great Briscoes, Mark and Jay Briscoe, wrestled each other. Yeah. And they had made reference uh, during the match that they have wrestled before against each other, and it was like a double like knockout. Yeah, they couldn't uh, answer the 10 count. Yeah. So this time they're having this really, really good match. I mean, of course, they're you know the chemistry's got to be off the page, you know, of anticipating each other's yeah. moves and having great counters. So they're having this great match, and all of a sudden they just start throwing haymakers at each other on the floor. I'm like, oh no, double count out, they're going to do double yeah. count out. There's a 20 count in Ring of Honor, which I keep forgetting about. It's been there for a while, yeah. Which is lax as hell anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ECW. Yeah. I don't think there's one ECW match, that, uh, the original ECW that ever ended in a count. Yeah. Home. But it'd be like a 200 count. <laughs> so they, there is a double count out, but then Jim Cornette has a new uh, teleporter like shoot hole, <laughs> yeah. and he shows up again. And he says, referee, your call stands because this is Ring of Honor, but doesn't mean I can't restart the match. Yeah. So they do. And, you know, they continue on. So this is like a semi-spoiler a review of, uh, yeah. of Ring of Honor. So just trying to get people interested. And then Eric Stevens came out, the monster of the embassy. Mm. <laughs> and he had a squash match against this one guy. Oh, yeah. And killed him pretty bad. Like, was it three moves? Something maybe? like that, yeah. I was so. kind of half paying attention. Yeah. But just, yeah, this is another show you need to watch. This one's the 18th of January, yeah. the show that we're talking about. The tag main event was excellent. Yeah, it was really good. It was uh, the ch- uh, world champion Austin Aries teaming with this, uh, you know, kind of an up-and-comer in my eyes, yeah. Kenny King, who I know debuted around the beginning of last year or like around the springtime. Mm-hmm. A little before that, but yeah. And he, um, one of his big deals is that he injured Jerry Lynn on television with a spike pile driver. Yeah. So he was teaming up with Aries, and they went up against Colt Cabana and Tyler Black. Yet an odd couple tag team, but yeah. they worked really well together too. Yeah. Everybody had, everybody worked well together. So they can even throw makeshift singles guys in tag matches, and they're just going to kill it. Yeah. That's another thing I love about Ring of Honor. Because so. those guys could win tag belts, and it wouldn't seem stupid or forced. Yeah. So anyway, long story long, you need to be watching Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, it was good stuff. They're actually doing, uh, I found out <clears throat> earlier today, I uh, found out that they're doing a TV uh, TV title. They're actually debuting a TV title for oh, yeah? HDNet. And, you um, said that they um, released a bracket. Yep, this. they released the bracket brackets as of the morning of us recording this episode. Um, I'll just go down them real quick. In the first round, it's eight guys. The first match is Kevin Steen versus Rhett Titus. Uh, the winner of that will face off against either Colt Cabana or Eddie Edwards. And then on the other side, um, Delirious versus Davey Richards in the first round. And the winner of that will face um, El Generico and Kenny King. Hmm. So one of those eight men will be the first ever ROH TV champion. I'm a fan of the TV title. Yeah. I'm glad that they brought it back. That's probably a Cornette move, but hey, yeah. I think that one will work pretty well. Yeah. So. 
So yeah, yeah, good so, stuff. I'll tell you what. Maybe we um, we're going a little long, so maybe we uh, we have some emails, but we uh, we'll get to them at the top of the next show, and also the return of five rumors in five minutes because there's always stuff. Well, let me do a couple with you before we go, just real quick. Right. It's not five rumors in five minutes, but let's do a few. We were talking about the AJ Styles thing. I heard a rumor that they're going to try to dye AJ's hair blonde. No. <laughs> You're going to hate that, aren't you? That's going to make it way worse. Um, I, don't e- I don't even buy that rumor. Uh, you were ta- we were talking about um, Alyssa Flash asking for her release, and she got it. Uh, apparently, Awesome Kong uh, also put in her notice to leave because Bubba the Love Sponge went on like Twitter or something and said, Fuck Haiti. And Kong took major offense to that because I think she'd already done charity She's work. She's been doing charity work. She, they've been uh, prior to all this. Yeah, and plus when it, I mean, she's been twittering about it, and she's like this thing where you can just like send money to her. Yeah. And they had like this uh, fundraiser at some, I think like restaurant or bar or something wherever they yeah. live out there. So, so he says that, and I, I she works with them, so she, everybody's yeah. following everybody. I'm sure. Yeah. He shows up to the taping, and she apparently jumped on him and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I don't know if I'm According to the rumor. rumor. Yeah. And then she asked for her release. She, I mean, she seems, from what I've heard about her outside the ring, she seems like, like the sweetest lady ever. Yeah. So I really don't know. I kind of don't buy that. So. But she has a lot of emotion invested yeah, into the Haiti true. thing. So, you know, hey, you never know. So, But if know. they turn into an angle, then we'll yeah. know it's bullshit. Yeah. But, I kind of hope the rumor is true, just because I hope Awesome Kong beat the ever-loving dog shit out of Bubba. <laughs> I love Sponge. thinking about that. Yeah, that's a great visual to have. Yeah. And you know what? That's a good note to go out on. Yeah. That kind of a, that kind of a nice visual. So. <laughs> yeah, you know they want to book that match in the worst way. Yeah, though. you know they do. No. <laughs> Even someone as stupid as Russo can see that that would be funny. <laughs> yeah. So. All right then. Well. Uh, Ah, spinning, spinning. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, we didn't even really, we didn't even really talk about like, WWE this yeah. week. There was so. nothing really to talk about. Yeah, I said it on the random thoughts this week on the on the on the blog. As much as I love and look forward to the Royal Rumble match every year, I equally hate the buildup. Yeah, because it's just. No, I'm gonna be the winner. Oh, no, so I'm stupid. gonna be the winner. That was the main event of Raw, or after the main event is. These guys coming out, and Triple H has a huge announcement. I have this announcement I need to make. Sean, i got to tell you something. And it's, (laughs) I'm going to be in the Rumble, and I'm going to win. We know you're going to be in the Rumble. If you don't have a match set up for the the Rumble show, you're going to be in the Royal Rumble, because you're one of the top guys. This is retarded. If you're a mid-to-high carder, you're in. Four guys came out in that segment and said the exact same thing, and that's how they know the show. It's dumb. Big show. I'm a giant. Of course I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. That's never really the case. How many have you won before, big guy? You you almost won 2,000. Good for you. Ten years ago. (laughs) Ten years. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The only thing I have to say is Serena Deeb is bald. (laughs) Yeah. All right, then. Well, thanks a lot for joining us, and uh, I'll let uh, Chris plug away here. Yes. um, You can go to WrestlingHouseShow.com for our blog with the aforementioned random thoughts of the week. Um, Hopefully for most of the shows coming up. It's a good read. If you saw the show and read along with them, you'll you'll understand what they mean. And if you didn't, then you might not. But they're still entertaining, so go there. Um, My DVD review is there. More to come. And you can find our feed there or at iTunes, which is linked from the .com. Please email us at whs at wrestlinghouseshow.com or go to our MySpace, which is also linked. 
Joey still does the uh, video show notes there, and you can just email us there. Anywhere. Find us. Subscribe. Listen. Tell your friends. Couldn't have said it better myself. I know I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> said it worse. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot for tuning in. Y'all have a great week. Soon to come a day, gonna be a big star. Then to make a TV shows and the movies, get a new car. But to still be myself, I don't want to change a thing. Still a love to dance and to sing all of this. Think about the mama. She said, what's the matter you? Hey, gotta know respect. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up your face. That's a mama. She said to Giuseppe, Giuseppe, what's the matter you? Hey, gotta know respect. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up for your face.